Aloha. This is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title. The Double. We're going to be glimpsing into three uh, three scriptures from three various Bible stories. The common mistake we often make in the scripture is the context. So what is the scripture saying? The first principle we must understand when interpreting the scripture is the context of the passage. Or you could say the understanding the passage in it in the Bible everything that's said or done has some form of context we speak in words with the context of a sentence each sentence is placed in the context of a conversation even conversations taking place in the context of a particular uh, circumstances we might say something in one context that we would never say in some other context for instance while visiting a doctor, you may speak freely and openly about the physical and potential embarrassing problem. But we would never speak to that same way while addressing a large audience. Another example is that our words and our language might be different when confronting an unrepentant, habitual sinner that they would be uh, that it would be if we were confronting a repentant, sorrowful sinner. And so we can see that uh, these differences here and th- things can just show up and, and be very visible as, as we look so much closer of a context of, of what's going on and, and what we're saying and what's being said. And so much more than that. What a blessing it is to, to really look at this. You know, and uh, <clears throat> so every verse in the Bible has context. It has a historical context, which has to do with the culture, the time, the author, the audience, the geographical and the political situations as well, uh, you know, uh, which is also crucial, uh, crucial in that. Yeah. Yeah. As well as the occasional purpose uh, for the writing. And there, there's also a literary uh, context, which is a crucial part of the contextual understanding as well. Literary context speaks of how the meaning of the words is found within the context of the scenarios and how the sentence finds the context of the sentences that it surrounds. In Job 42.10, the Lord, the Lord restores the fortune of Job when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord increased all that Job had twofold. We must understand that the things we have been uh, through, all the loss, all the things that went downhill, God used those times and seasons that he would restore you twofold. But Job prayed. You know, Job prayed for others during this time and in this low season of immense loss. That is key in this scripture that, that, that Job prayed. We need to climb out of the variety of uh, vicissitudes, you know, and then everything and everyone that goes through the dry season, leaving uh, falling body pains, troubling at the home front, uh, home, home, at the uh, trouble at the home front, yeah, at the job, in our relationships, and in, in your marriage, even. Nevertheless, it is not the end. It is not our end. It is not God's end. Yeah, we, we've got to go back. Let's re, let me turn back to that. Let's read that just one more time. Job, <laughs> excuse me. 
Job 42.10 says, Clearly, the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends. The Lord increased all that Job had twofold. Job had lost everything. Job had lost everything. And then yet at this time where he got sorrowful, when he got depressed about losing everything, about life and just all kinds of things going on in his life, Job prayed for his friends. Job complained a little bit. Yeah, Job got to the point where he complained. But Job prayed for his friends at the time, at his lowest time, or at a low time. Yeah? And I believe that's God is speaking to you in this situation. And in this scripture, let God speak to you. Let it be a personal letter written directly to you, speaking to your heart. In Jesus' name, let, let that be. Everything and everyone that everyone goes through is a dry season. You know, leaves falling. The the process, if we you could just if you could see the process of leaves falling, that the way that the leaf gets old and, and it and it and it gets dry and then it crumbles and then a strong wind or even a breeze or something, it just falls. You know, body pains. I mean, just imagine what it is as we get older in life and just the way that maybe we've been through a lot in life and we have body pains or maybe it's how we eat our diet. We get body pains. And then maybe that's the whole answer. Just, you know, eliminate the lectins and see. But maybe still there's going to be some body pains because of stress. Yeah. You know, and so everyone goes through the, those 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 times, those pains, trouble in the home front, at the job, or in your relationship, in your marriage. Yeah. Nevertheless, it is not the end, and it's not our end, and it's not God's end. <clears throat> in Second Kings two nine, when they uh, when they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, "Ask what I shall do." Uh, before I am taken away from you. And Elisha said, please let me uh, a double portion of your spirit be upon me. When you have crossed over to the other side, not death, but more so life, you have to take a step and follow Jesus. When they had crossed over, something you have to remember in this scripture is the context of each thing, each step as we go, when they had crossed over, you're going to have to cross over something. It's not told about how that was. Was there struggle there? It, were, were they getting carried by the stream? Was it a strong, uh, was it an easy travel? But, but nevertheless, whatever it may be, they crossed. And I believe, let that speak to your heart that you've got to cross this. And when you get to the other side, it you, you'll be knowing what, what do you want? What do you want to ask? And please let me a double portion of your spirit upon me. And when you have crossed over, over there and see that, and when you have crossed, you know, when you have crossed to the other side, not death now. Don't let the devil come in there and start polluting your mind. Nothing else is allowed it to come into this. Don't let it in. Be caged in this message. Be caged in the hope of this message. Once you get locked into this and see what God is telling you, get caged in that. Don't, well, what if? But, but, what, what if? No, no, no. Get caged in this hope that God is speaking to you. Be caged in this message. Be imprisoned by it. 
in Jesus' name. Now, let me go on before you, uh, let, let's not just agree to anything. Get get into this. 2 Kings uh, 2.9 saying, And when they had crossed over, Elisha said to, Elijah said to Elisha, What, uh, ask what you shall do, what, what, what I shall do uh, before I'm taken away from you. And then Elisha said, please let me a double portion of your spirit. And so, yes, we do have to cross over that. You know, you have to take that step and follow Jesus. Step into the ministry or whatever God placed uh, placed on your heart uh, to be called to serve in some way. God may have placed that onto your heart. That idea, that that uh, that letter, that book that needs to be written, whatever it may be, whatever's going on there, whatever God's placed on you. Yeah. Step into that ministry. Step into that. Step into that. Step into that. In Jesus' name. So follow me here. You have got to step out in faith and boldly come before God, ask God for your blessings, and to top it off with a double portion. And God will never fail you. God is always on time. He hears your prayers. And sometimes God answers as, as, the, as the words leave your mouth. Secondly, God can be, begin working the moment the, the words left, left your mouth. So, so God, uh, God could answer your prayer right, right as your words uh, leave your mouth, and then God could begin to answer your prayer as the words leave your mouth. God begins working it out. God be- begins working in you. God be- begins working in those around us. God uses us. Yeah. God uses us. God uses us. That's key. That's important. God uses us. That's paramount. God uses us. God uses you. And God wants to use you. You know. The process may not be the right now that you feel you need. Or even desperately in need of. The I am never fails. He is a way maker. He is a promise keeper. You must have faith. You must hold and be caged into that faith. Caged into the hope of having that faith and knowing that God is going to come through. Times get tough. But there's really something that you need to understand about yourself. Or I don't even know if you can go on through this. You need to understand that you're wonderfully and perfectly made. You need to understand that God loves you so much and He chose you. He picked you out. He handpicked you. God knows every detail about you. There's nothing that God doesn't know about you. There's nothing you can hide from God. And there's nothing that God wouldn't love you about. There's things that we do and there's, there's, there's parts of our flesh that we go to. But we're talking about you. The God that sees, the, the way God sees you is quite different the way that you might see yourself. God wants to use you and work through you, but there's something getting hung up. There's something in the way. If you could draw a circle, a, a square, and, and then just put, put a, a, like a, a something in the middle, and whatever that something is, that's you. You need to be in the middle, caged in this hope. You need to be imprisoned in the, in the thought and in the belief, and don't go anywhere else. Don't let anything else. All you need to focus on is that God is going to see me through. And so follow me as we keep going here, because, you know, 
in uh, Zechariah 9.12, returning to the stronghold of prisoners, oh, uh, oh, who have the hope, this very day I am declaring that I will restore you double. Oh, wait a minute. God's speaking to you. Zechariah 9.12 says, return to the stronghold. Oh, prisoners who have hope. God just told you, yeah, wait, here's a scripture solidifying. I want you to be caged in hope, knowing that if you ask me anything, I will give you the desires of your heart. You want a new home? You want something? Don't ever think that you can't come before God. Wait a minute. What about the desires? No. What do we say about the message? Don't let anything in. You are a child of God. You want something? God placed that desire on your heart. You ask for it. Nothing's too big. Nothing's too small. And nothing's heinous and ridiculous because God's, God loves you and will, He will provide all your needs. God will provide the desires of your heart. If you ask Him, if you seek Him, if you keep knocking, if you go look for it, you have to activate things. It takes faith. You have to step out in faith and go look for what you just prayed for. You have to step out in faith and go knock on that door and go get that loan or, or whatever it is, if it's in that kind of a, a sense. Or knock on that door and give that loan. Because I think we need to turn the world and turn our thinking to a different way. Not to be so pro, uh, uh, prophetic, uh, not uh, you know, speaking about money, but the, let the word prophetically speak to you. Let that prophetic utterance of God's word himself. In the beginning was the word and the word was with uh in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God is the Word, John 1, 1. So again, uh, Zechariah 9, 12, Return to the stronghold, O prisoners who have the hope. God wants you to be caged in that hope. Get excited. There's something good about to happen. This very day, I am declaring that I will restore to you double You've went through some stuff. You went through some hard times. You've had some loss. You've had some things going on. But look, the key to this thing is in this hard time is when you pray. You have got to seek God about it. I, you will not fail. If you, will, if you will go face that giant in the mirror today, there's nothing that will stop you from your future. You've got to take that giant down. And that giant is you. It is not the enemy. It is not this. It is not that. It is not the enemy. It is the inner me. And we have got to take that giant down by putting it into submission and, and making, it, making ourselves stay in faith and holding ourselves caged and be a prisoner of hope in a faith that God will see us through. And God will answer our prayers. And our joy will be complete. And God will get the glory. And it's all for God so that God can be glorified. So it's, it's not about uh, idolizing ourselves or idolizing anything. It is about God working. And that's how God works because He loves you. You know? So return to the stronghold, O prisoners who have the hope. This very day I'm declaring I will store what is double. We must be caged... We must cage ourselves in the hope that the faith that God, you know, that, that in our faith and through it, 
God's perfect will can shine through our lives, illuminate us with His grace, and uplift us spiritually, physically, and mentally, and even financially. Nothing is too big for God. You have to ask for it. Believe it. Believe it. No, you have to believe it. You have to believe that God will, uh, that what God will do what you're, you know, asking. You have to have faith. You, you have to have faith. You have to look for it. You have to look for it. Knock on the door. Now is the time. Today, make that call. Write that letter. Start that project. Build that now. Do the workout. Today. Run today. Study today. Conquer your fears today. Your worst fear. Conquer that fear today. Yeah. With God, you could do anything. Those giants could be taken down. And that giant that you'll be staring in the mirror at can be taken down too. As far as putting ourselves into submission and being caged in the hope with our faith knowing that God will see us through and that God will answer our prayers and what we're asking for, what we're needing in our lives, God is going to meet us there. Yeah. Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Jesus is Lord. Here comes the double. You're the miracle. God chose to work in you because you matter. You are wonderfully and perfectly made. God loves you and he cares for you like nobody ever could or ever will. Be beyond anyone could, even beyond us being able to fathom the, the veracity of his love. Yeah? It, it is, wow. This, uh, we have got to believe here comes the miracle. We have to believe here comes the miracle. You are the miracle. God chose to work in you because you matter. You're wonderfully and perfectly made. God has details and blessings and callings and just fruitfulness that, that he wants to restore in you and he wants to doubly bless you. But he wants you to ask for it. Yeah. And have the faith to be caged in the hope knowing that he will come through for you. But something keeps on getting in the way. It's held up. We've made our mistakes along the way. We've repented and went right back to it. Come clean again and went right back to it. So now putting those things behind us. Put all that aside. That's over with. We repented. We're done with that. In Jesus' name. And now we need to have the faith to stand out in faith and boldly come before God and ask Him anything. That thing that you never could get as a child. Whatever's got you so just wound up into a, a, a rubber band ball. Just so twisted pretzel-like. Just old and bitter now. At such a young age, you're just old and bitter. And I'm, I'm sorry, that's how we've become in life. We're just rolled up like a one of those rubber bands. We're just twisted like a pretzel. We're, we're rolled up into bitterness. 
And we were just bitter. It's hard to get through to us. We're just so bitter because of, of life. But God is trying to get through to you. And God's love never fails. God will come through. When God wants to do something, God will do something. God's will is quite different from our will. You might have the will to be like, well, I'm not really going to do this like Jonah. And then get, you know, but, but, you know, if, if you're with me, hey, please don't try the Jonah thing because, you know, first it's rough at sea and I have to get rid of my stuff so that you can stay on boat. So if, if you're out there partnershipping with people in life, you got to think about that. We're going to have to throw stuff all overboard that we like, that we care about. We wouldn't have went to sea with all of our belongings. And here we are traveling with you, living life, and now you've disobeyed God. And we're on the boat with you, and we're in rough seas because of you. Because you disobeyed God. And now we have to get rid of our stuff. If that's you, maybe God's speaking to you like that. And I, you know, we have to think about other people. So that's the idea that that's the context of that. And so, you, you know, have faith, asking, have faith, look for it, go look for it, knock on the door. Now is the time today, make the call, write that letter, you know, start that project, build that, build that now. You know, put that plan together now. Do the workout today, today. Yeah? Here comes the double. It's so true. Something keeps on getting away and it's us. Yeah, so we're going to get past that because we're going to go defeat that giant in the mirror and we're going to get through this because we're going to have faith knowing that, yeah, okay, I know I'm the one that's holding me up because I need to have faith, complete faith. I need to be all in this. Okay, I got this. Yeah, guys, we've got this. You've got this. You can do this. Have faith. Yeah? Have faith. This is your breakthrough and your double portion. You ask for it. You ask for this or that. And yet God had something far more better in store for you. You're getting a double portion. You may have asked for this, but God has got something else in store for you and is way bigger and better than, than your dreams could ever been. Yeah? Beyond that. That's how awesome God is. And that's how loving He is. And that's why He is our Father. And that's why we are His children. Holy Spirit. Crash into our lives and illuminate God. Illuminate our God-given path. Fill us now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now and ever unto ages of ages. May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore because you're worth it. God made you and he loves you. Jesus is Lord. <laughs>